Hello, and welcome to the 64th episode of the iRace We Gamble podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Crum, and I'm joined again by Josh Simer on a Friday night, not a Thursday. What's up, man? Bills to the Super Bowl, baby! <laughs> I'm wearing a Bills jersey. <laughs> I wore my Bills hat out to dinner tonight. I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. Um, it was a it was a dominant performance, even with the silly mistakes they made. Just absolutely embarrassed the Rams. So that was a great watch last night for me. And I will be waiting all day for Sunday night <laughs> to officially disown the Cowboys for this year and hop onto the uh, folding table for the year. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> when in, when in Rochester. Um, starts with RO. It's the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll be curious to see how the Cowboys do this year. I feel like there's been a wide range of predictions from them. Um, but uh, I, I'll, I'll root for them just because I appreciate the support for the Bills, which uh, are terrifying me with their high, 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 high expectations at this point. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, I guess they're just going to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl now. It's like, okay, guys, let's slow down. You uh, you heard it here first from a lifelong Cowboys fan that they are going to be struggling to possibly make a wild card. You're talking about the Cowboys, right? Yep. <laughs> okay, just making sure. They're um, going to struggle to get a wild card spot this year, I think. We'll see. I think it'll depend on how good Jalen Hurts is, which is up for question. At least they're in the NFC and not the AFC. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to enjoy the fact that Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis were both on my dynasty roster and in starting positions uh, this week. And I'm also going to enjoy checking out some of the season four stuff for iRacing, which has dropped this week. It's week 13 stuff. Uh, so this is the week that they drop all the new patches and basically give you a lot of unranked races to race in. So um, I've done a couple uh, ranked races because they're few and far between, but you can find them. I basically did a Kansas Xfinity racing because it's a longer race, but it's an open setup. So I don't try to win the race. I've got really no chance using the default setup, but it's still pretty fun to race in. Um, and I managed to get, I think, like a 12th place finish in the one I did earlier today. So um, it's just fun. You could log some laps, get some safety rating under your belt. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Um, there's also been some big news outside of iRacing uh, at North, North Wilkesboro for NASCAR. All-Star Race is no longer going to be at the worst speedway in NASCAR. Uh, it's now going to be at a short track revived by Dale Jr. and iRacing itself. So uh, what, did, what did you think about that, uh, Josh, when you heard the news? I'm glad it wasn't at Texas. I know nothing about North North Wilkesboro, um, but I am happy to hear that it's going there uh, for, what, the first time since 1996 just because of the joy that the drivers yeah. are getting from it. I'm looking at pictures right now. It's going to be interesting to see what it turns into because it – Clearly needs a full repave. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what they're doing is uh, Dale Jr. actually went and ran some local short track racing races there 
um, prior to any kind of repave or anything. And then what's going to happen is after those races, which I'm not sure if they're already over or if there's another like week or so of them, but the track's going to get dug up to get repaved. But before they repave it, they're going to make it a dirt track for the fall. So they're going to have dirt track racing at North Wilkesboro before they pave it for the NASCAR race next year. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and it looks like the driveway in my backyard to the non-existent garage that was there at one point. Uh Uh-huh. Which is to say that every single seam has grass growing through it. Yeah, yeah. Now, Dale Jr. went with a bunch of volunteers to weed whack all of those weeds you see in those pictures so that iRacing could scan the track uh, during the pandemic to put it in iRacing alongside the 1987 cars, which spurned kind of like a movement, bit of a revival of like, yeah, North Wilkesboro is still a cool track and then turned into real life, which is pretty cool. Similar to the... The Chicago or yeah, Chicago street race kind of stuff where they're like, hey, let's test it out an iRacing. race and let's see what it looks like. It's cool. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, there's also been a lot of stuff going on on Twitter this week, it feels like. I feel like Kevin Harvick's been just going off. Uh Dale Jr.'s been kind of subtweeting about all kinds of stuff, including where he thinks Kyle is gonna go. Um, I still keep hearing different rumors about Kyle going to Colleg or RCR. I just can't imagine Kyle at RCR. Um, then I was thinking maybe he's going to get an ownership stake in 2311 and go there and race in the 32 car because Dale Jr. tweeted 32 basketballs and basketball emojis in a tweet. So I, I'm just, you know, I'm, there's too many theories, Josh. I just help me make sense of the Twitter things. Should I just ignore it for now or what am I doing? So you're saying 2311 is going to add the third car for next year, put right. Kyle Bush into it. Yeah. Kurt Bush is going to do his victory lap ride off into the sunset in the uh-huh. 45, and then Reddick's going to slide into that ride. Uh-huh. I'm here for that. Yeah. Makes sense. Danny Hamlin's talked about a third team. Yep. Uh, but we'll see. I have no idea. I guess it could still be colleague for all I know. Um, but there's no uh, planned press conference for this weekend or no like news. So basically we're not expecting a report this, this weekend at the track. Um, I'm going to be in Bristol. I would be fucking thrilled if he made the announcement there for some reason, or if it got leaked while I was there, cause that'd be a cool place to find out. Um, but we'll see. And uh, yeah, for, for all the tweeting craziness, that I'm talking about. If you want to see all of it and also our advice when it comes to race day and stuff in terms of betting profiles and daily fantasy and everything else, uh, follow us at iRace We Gamble over on Twitter. We'll give you all the latest, including what we plan to do in F1 because we usually wait for free practice three, kind of just post some screenshots of what our lineups might be. Um, but uh, F1 was in Zandvoort in the Dutch Grand Prix. Um, it was pretty straightforward as what you'd expect uh, for Red Bull kind of dominating, except Mercedes kind of started to sneak into the picture with an alternate strategy that seemed to actually be looking like it would work. Um, Hamilton had the advantage kind of going into the last, I don't know, 25 laps or so. And then there was a really weird safety car for uh, Yuki Tsunoda, who had a weird issue with his wheel or suspension or something. I didn't look that far into it because it's not a big deal. 
Um, some people have been calling it like a fucking uh, conspiracy. It's it's silly, but um, unfortunately, Mercedes kind of got caught out by that. The safety car allowed Red Bull to pit for tires and not lose their spot. So um, another another Red Bull Verstappen victory. I've been doing a couple of betting profiles. I haven't been too confident about them, so I don't want to tweet him yet. Still, feel like I'm getting my feel for him. Um, but the past two weeks, I've been positive just just a half unit um, each week, just from having Verstappen as kind of like my backstop. So, um, so far, what's been working for me is just having uh, some amount of units on Verstappen, and then using whatever the result of him winning would be as uh, you know how much you're willing to risk on other longer shots. So if it's two bucks on Verstappen pays out six and maybe you put a $3 bet on signs and that way you've got three units on signs, which maybe pays out, you know, much higher, but you still make money if Verstappen wins. Do you follow that, Josh? What do you think? Of course I follow that. <laughs> you agree with it, I guess, is the better question. Um, I mean, if you're making money, then it's hard not to agree with it, but as far as F1... Uh, gambling goes for me, it would just be a little bit on Verstappen every week. Yeah. Hard to ignore. He's uh, been so good. Um, and everybody's talked about their straight line speed, um, which will come into play in Monza, where they're racing this weekend. Um, but uh, at Zanvoort, I was able to take home the most points. I uh, had to make an extra substitution, so I lost 10 points, but still scored 201 followed by Josh's 157, followed by Sarah's 141. Um, I was pretty happy Alpine did so well because I had a lot of shares of them, both drivers and the constructor. Uh, Leclerc, I made him my turbo. He he paid off enough, but there were there were better options out there. I think Alonzo would have been nice, yeah. Um, and then Mercedes shares, it seems like maybe they're coming back into the picture, but then based on the free practice one and two I saw uh, today, not sure they're going to have enough pace in Monza to do much. So let's talk about Monza. Uh, a bunch of grid penalties. So factor this into your decisions when you're, you know, making your lineup decisions. Uh, as of now, and there could be more, Verstappen has five uh, grid place penalty. Signs has a back of the grid penalty. Perez has 10 places. Hamilton back of the grid. Botas 15 places, so that's ostensibly the back of the grid for him. Uh, Sonoda back of the grid. So I think the relevant ones for guys you could potentially play are going to be Sainz, Perez, Botas, and Sonoda. Hamilton's too, still too expensive and starting in the back. For Stappen, even losing five places, I kind of trust in him, so I wouldn't worry about him. But Sainz starting at the back gives me some worries. Same with Perez. Botas yeah, I don't know if his his car is going to have enough to overtake and make up those places. And same thing for Sonoda, but I don't think we're really targeting Sonoda, really. Um, thoughts? Anyone you're going to try to avoid out of that list? Yeah, I'm off of Botas now for a little bit. He's been consistently dropping and dropping and dropping. So, you know, he was a darling at the beginning of the year, but honestly, I... I, I'm making two switches. I'm going away from Stroll and getting Alonzo in because he's been looking strong over the the recent history. And um, getting rid of Botas and going down to Schumacher, I really just feel like Schumacher 
you know, Schumacher's the one finishing in 12th now instead of Botas, and he is significantly cheaper. So right right now, those are the only changes potentially. I would have to tinker around with it a little bit more, but I might consider dropping down from Ferrari Constructor to Alpine because then I think there's a way that I can squeeze Leclerc back in there. Yeah, I did see an article on uh, F1's website, actually, that said Alpine is going to try to take advantage of the fact that they don't have grid penalties this week. So you imagine a lot of guys have to start behind them. Maybe they avoid some of the chaos on the first lap. Maybe they can squeeze a a podium maybe from one of their drivers. Um, Last year, it was McLaren finishing 1-2 in this race. So clearly, it's not a race where the the usual winner will necessarily always win. Um, A lot of high-speed overtaking, DRS zones, fast laps. So. I'd be curious to see how the how the race goes. I'm excited for it. All right, let's move on to NASCAR. Uh, Josh, we were talking about before the podcast. Uh, we didn't do any playoff predictions last week because we were a little bit more rushed. Uh, we were trying to work around some different scheduling stuff for each of us. Um, so I didn't have as much time to prepare, so we didn't get to any predictions. But Eric Jones wins Darlington, so we still don't know if anyone is locked into round 12, so I think we should start there. Um, do you want to, I guess, should we list the guys that we think should get, a, or will be eliminated, or the guys that we think will make it through? For this round, who we think is eliminated. Okay. So, who is first on your list, I guess? Who's the most obvious to you? Of the three. Yeah, I, I think I have to agree. I mean, he's below the cut line, and he barely gotten into the playoffs, right? Yeah. yeah. I'd, I would feel more confident if Eric Jones got his win one week earlier Yeah. than, than riding the three through here at yeah. all. Um, throughout the race, Emily was saying to me, she goes, Oh man, Truex is looking so good. How much would that suck if he got his first win in the first playoff race? And I was like, yeah, I feel like that would be kind of bittersweet. And it looks like he's got a good shot at it. And then all the nonsense happened. And then, uh, whoops, uh, Eric Jones gets his first win of the year in the first playoff race. (laughs) Yeah, not anything anyone was really expecting, I don't think. Um, At least I wasn't. I mean, I knew he... we we both put him in guys we missed because he wasn't quite good enough to make our lineups, but we recognized that he was a guy you should look at. Um, we didn't look at him at him hard enough, obviously, but um, yeah, I agree with the three. Um, I think honestly, it's kind of unfortunate, but Chase Briscoe started the year so hot, but lately he hasn't looked like he can do much of anything. Like he, he, I haven't seen him near the top ten in a long time. So I kind of feel like he's the other guy that I expect to be eliminated. Would you agree with him? I also agree with that. All right. Who else is on your list? So this is the point where it gets starts to get a little bit more tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, when... It's the round of eight where we go back to Talladega, right? Correct. 
All right, so I it's Darlington, Kansas, Bristol. So I would say my my next choice for elimination is the two. Yeah, totally agree there. He needs either a road course or a super speedway to continue on, or some really fortunate luck. Um, you know, if a bunch of guys have trouble, like we saw in the first race, then maybe he can just avoid the issues because that's really all he did in uh, Darlington. Where did he finish? Uh, just want to check real quick. I mean, he finished 16th, but he didn't seem like a 16th place car most of that race. Like, it felt like he was outside the top 20 most of the race, and he just like kind of just survived and managed to get up there close to a top 15. So, yeah, I think the two is gone, and then this I think is where it gets. Contentious. Because <laughs> you're about to say the four. Well, he's the furthest down. He's the most unlucky because I think uh, listening to Radioactive this week, Tyler Reddick's radio was basically like, hey, the four car is like really fast. Like you're keeping up with him. You'll be fine. And lo and behold, he just catches fire because some stuff, some debris, I guess, got into a place that it shouldn't. And some things that were flammable shouldn't have been, or inflammable. How does the? I don't know how that works. Uh, flammable material was within the car where it shouldn't have been. Um, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna say the 48 also doesn't go to the round of eight, mm. or to the round of twelve. Excuse me. Yeah, let me think. That's. Because I don't think Kansas is really going to be his track either. I think he has to get by the Toyotas and his teammates to win there. Uh, potentially others, obviously. Um, Bristol, he could win, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It would be a surprise. Like I, I'm not expecting Bowman. Like if Bowman wins at Bristol, I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'd, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's didn't see that coming. So, yeah, I tend to agree with you on, on the 48. Um, I'm actually going to go the 99. I think it's unfortunate, but, like, it seems like he's faltering at just the wrong time. He's only two points above the cut line right now. If Harvick has two good races, um, he easily hops over at just 13 points back. So... I, I hate it because I think Suarez is good, and I think it's great that he made the playoffs. But I think he gets eliminated in the first round. So he would be he would be my next choice after the forty eight. Okay, so round of eight, you're eliminating the ninety nine. Yep, that makes sense. And I think I would have to put the forty eight in here. Um, he's he. I, there's potential for him in that round with the Roval and uh, Talladega because anyone could win there, but he really hasn't. He just hasn't looked strong this year. He's he's another guy like uh, Briscoe that I feel like has looked weak since since the start of the season. Um, and for that same reason, I think I'm going to put Byron in here as well. I think the 48 and the both get eliminated in this round. What about you? Even with, even with that point buffer he has, huh? 
Yeah, I just think it can be broken down at that point in in the playoffs. You imagine some of these guys that are a little, little bit lower in playoff points. I mean, he has 14 playoff points right now. He has 32 points to the cutoff line, so he's okay in this round, but I'm talking about next round. So if he starts the next round with 14 playoff points, I don't think that's much of a buffer, um, especially after four have been eliminated. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm going to eliminate the 48 and the 24 in round two. What about you? Got anybody else? Um, let's see. Uh, so we're talking Texas, Talladega, and Charlotte. Bro, well, yeah. Shoot. This is already getting harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's tricky because no one has a really obvious lead right now, I feel like. I really don't want to say the four in here. The only issue for him, I feel like, is... Uh, if he has an issue at Talladega, which is basically just luck. And then the road course, I just, I don't think he's going to have a great showing there. I think he can squeak out a top 15 at the Roval, but I don't think he can go there needing to win or needing to do really, really well. Yeah, I think I got to put him on there. Okay. I do tend to agree. So right now I have the 48, the 24, the four, and I am going to disown my fandom and put the 18 in here as well. Um, I don't think he has enough playoff points. I think he could win in this round that we're currently in, and that might help him. That might change my mind. But if he doesn't get a win this round, I just don't think his survival rate at Talladega or the Roval has been terrible. Texas is a bit of a shit show. I think he'll do well at Texas. Actually, I think that's his best chance. Like, if he wins Texas, that would be huge in my book. Um, but if he doesn't come out of there with a win, even if he does really well in points, I just I doubt it's going to be enough to make it out. So I'm going to eliminate him there, unfortunately. Thoughts? Prayers? <laughs> so my last two going out before a... Um, I'm going to say that the swan song of Chastain comes to an end. Ooh, dang. We both killing our, our choices. I know. The four and the one in there. And um, unless the 20 manages to win at the Roval, I think he's out also. That's probably the smarter pick over the 18. Um, I think I'm just being pessimistic to avoid dealing with the trauma (laughs) (laughs) that was the Darlington race where Kyle Busch, I thought, was actually going to get the win and then really got ripped out from under him with 30 to go. Anyway, uh, okay, so we've eliminated a lot of drivers. You still have the 18 on the board. I still have the 20 on the board. I still have the one. 
and you still have the 24. So those are the differences between our remaining eight. Um, we each have two different changes there. So yeah, my, tw my 24 leaves here. Okay, so your 24 is not making the round of four, but I, I think at this point it's who is in the round of four, right? Who yep. are the four guys? So my four are going to be the 11, the 12. Wow. No, not the 12. Just kidding. Uh, the 11, the 5, the 18. Oh, my. And the 9. Wow. Joe Gibbs versus uh, Hendrick. Again? Yep. Why not? It's certainly possible. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Denny Hamlin. He just consistently makes it to the round of four. I'm gonna have Joey Logano because I feel like he's kind of hungry for a championship and is there's enough short tracks uh through the round of eight. There's Martinsville. Um no. there's there's Vegas and Homestead, which I think is going to make me lean towards the five. That's why I have them from because of Vegas and Homestead. And I'm going to put the eight in there. Interesting. I think I think Reddit could get a win at one of those as well. If I think Larson could make it through on points, even if he doesn't get a win. I think Reddit needs a win, but I think he can get one. Um, and I think the, the nine is off his game. The nine is as disrupted as you could ever hope. I feel like, um, and do you want to go first on champion or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? All right. I'm going to say the champion's going to be Denny Hamlin getting his first ever championship in NASCAR. Oh, as long as that pit crew has it working. We'll see. Well, this one this one won't melt in your hand. Oh, it will melt your heart. <laughs> it is the year of Alex Crum, ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy! Bills to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Kyle Busch, one last ride with M and M's. That would take fun. the championship. I would. I'd be very happy. It'd be a great winner. Be the best. One of the best winners I can think of. Winter, winter, winter. That's what I'm going to call it. It's going to be very confusing and stupid to say. So the most interesting things looking here between the two of us is you having Reddick all the way into the championship four mm -hmm. and me not having him in the final four. Mm -hmm. And also you having Kyle Busch out before the final eight. Mm -hmm. And me having him as the champion. To be fair, I think both are possible. That's like that's the problem with Kyle Busch is like he could win the championship or he could be out next round. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it you don't know. Um, so I I hope you're right. I don't want to be right. I hope I'm wrong about the four and the one not making it to the final eight. Also, I yeah. I just think uh, we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty, and there's gonna be a road course, and it's gonna be a good chance to uh, do a little bumper tap, bumper tap with the one, 
from any of the 18 drivers that he's pissed off all season long. <laughs> and then really just the idea of Talladega. It, it's going to be interesting when we set our lineups there because I am definitely throwing at least one of the Cody Wares and BJ McLeods of the world into my lineup. Yeah. Like, I might draft that lineup like I think I only have $30,000 to work with. I give yourself thirty-five. You know, yeah. just in case. I think you need at least two drivers, 5,000 or less, maybe even 4,000 or less. But the other thing when we get to Talladega, you know, the Ray roads right before Talladega, Texas, you know, let's say Blaney wins Texas. Sure. I'd be considering him at Talladega because he might just drop back and run in 22nd that whole race. Yeah. Just stay out of the nonsense and survive. The way we've seen these super speedways this year, I don't think it's a bad strategy if you've got yourself locked into the next round. No, and that would give him a lot of additional playoff points that he kind of needs because he's sitting at only 13. Um, Just to go over that real quick, I guess. Chase Elliott has 40 playoff points, but he's currently only 14 up on the cut line. Uh, Logano has 25. Uh, Chastain has 20. Larson has 19. Kyle Busch has 10. There's a bunch of people between 13 and 10, uh, including... Rick has 12. Yeah. Because those two wins, man, they're helpful as long as you can make the next round. Yep. So we'll see. Um, interesting. It'll be interesting to see if the winner is someone who is trying to it is basically building their next round, or if it's someone who's like catapulting themselves into the next round. All right. So we talked about a lot of stuff already from the race. Um, is there anything else we should mention? I know the one had some bad luck. Obviously, the eighteen, the nineteen, the four. It was there was a lot of issues for a lot of playoff guys. Chase Elliott was hung over or <laughs> like in the woods with Aaron Rodgers taking peyote or something. I don't know. <laughs> he uh like and you 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 put it into the into the notes like maybe the worst race you've seen from him in a long time and I can't find anywhere to disagree with that. Yeah, I mean I mean I, I expect Cody Ware and occasionally Eric Jones to spin themselves out around a, around a corner, but not Chase Elliott. Yeah, it's just that early in the race. I, I I think he had made his way up a little bit into the field. He wasn't like charging to the front, but he was making some progress. But it seems like I guess the car was just out of control for him. I'm not sure. Maybe he just, you know, wasn't feeling... Like he woke up on the right side of the bed. I'm not. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's but, yeah. as he shaved the mustache. Uh, that's a good point. And did you know Top Gun was still number one movie in America in its 15th week at the box office? I did not. <laughs> I just saw that I can rent it on Amazon Prime, though. So Oh, highly recommend. I think I'm going to wait until October to see it because the uh, classic three weeks before my birthday text came in from my mother Mm. 
what could we get you this year? We never know what to get you. Uh, so I sent her the LED uh, background TV lighting package that I was looking at. And she said, oh, yeah, we could get you this. So maybe I'll wait to watch Top Gun at home and get like get the extra sensation <laughs> of having that lighting system set up too. Yeah, you should probably have to put like a fan somewhere that you can feel some wind the entire time too. Couldn't hurt. Some get get some G forces somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> a lot of guys felt G forces in that race transition. Um, and my lock of the 20 did pretty well for me. Uh, as you mentioned, the nine was not great for you as your lock. Um, I drafted him in the first round, dropped him in the second. You picked him up. Didn't work for either of us. Uh, At we, starting we, position of 23rd, I was like, all right, top five finish. Here we go. Please right, or at, least, at least top 10. And that's still a decent floor. Like, it's expensive, but it's a good floor. But, like, you never expect him to just, oh, I can't handle the car, spin out, crash, first one out of the race. Okay, well, we kept him out of guys we missed, which meant those lineups did extremely well, but I'll let Josh mention that. Um, Sarah actually had a lineup that did 25x on a five-cent entry, so it wasn't like we weren't making bank over here, but it was still cool to see a 25x because she had Logano from Ideal lineup, Eric Jones from the Ideal lineup, the 48, the 8, and the 24. Um, and that lineup scored 385.8, which was only 18 or so points off the ideal lineup you could have had at 403.9. So great stuff from her. Both of my lineups won as well, cash and tournament. So good weekend for the lineups. Betting profile didn't work out as plans, but um, we've lowered the units in the betting profile just to let that experiment not, not fluctuate the, the books too much. Um, but yeah, Josh, what, tell us about these, uh, lineups that you had. (laughs) Well, you know that I always play all six of our lineups, both of our pre-qualifyings, both of our post-qualifyings and both, both of the guys we missed lineups and crumb. We were really, really freaking good at missing guys this week. Yeah. Because that pre-qualifying guys we missed lineup was the 11 from the ideal lineup, the 22 from the ideal lineup, the 34 from the ideal lineup, the 43 from the ideal lineup, and then the 24, which just barely missed the ideal lineup. 395 points. That went 120x for me (laughs) over the weekend. Pretty good. I wish it was in the $7 tournament, but it was only in a quarter tournament. (laughs) (laughs) But I will take a $30 payout in a quarter tournament every single week, uh, preferably. Um, But, man, that was was fun because I was just looking at the leaderboard. I was like, man, I think I had a lineup that I submitted that was pretty damn good, and I pulled it up, and it said $30. I was like, Okay, maybe I had a couple good lineups. I scrolled down and I saw that that thirty dollars of my complete winnings was just from that one race, and that was awesome. Uh, Fourteen thousand three hundred and seventy-one entries into that tournament, and that lineup finished fourth. Pretty good. Pretty pretty 
top, 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 top percentile stuff. So love to see that. Um, you also managed to beat me in both drafts, despite us not picking up uh, the appropriate drivers and leaving them all in the guys we missed lineup. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to continue to just eat my L's until I have something that I can talk about that's worth talking about. Uh, Bills to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Bills. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna focus on the Bills. Ronda, the Bills. Man, you had such a big lead on me early in the season, too. Do you remember that? It's hard to remember anything these days. Anyway, <laughs> um, we're in Kansas again. Uh, we were there in the spring. We're back in the fall. Playoff race, 267 laps. I think it's 400 miles. 80 laps stage one, 85 laps stage two, 102 laps in the final stage. So you will likely see teams splitting those stages in half, 40 laps, 40 laps, and then like 50. Assuming no extraneous cautions or weird tire issues, because those never happen. <laughs> um, they have eight sets of tires, so if they make the normal amount of pit stops, it'd be three tire sets left over. Um, and if you remember this race in the fall, the 45 car won. So if you think Bubba Wallace is going to win for his owner playoff standings, because that's a thing that's happening that I don't feel like explaining again. Um, yeah, he, he has incentive to win as well. So maybe you're going to target the 45. Maybe you're going to target the Toyotas. Maybe somebody else completely. But you have to pick first, Josh. So you decide. Well, I'm pulling up the uh, the docket here for the first time. And unfortunately, FanDuel has perfectly mirrored my thoughts on this race <laughs> give me the 11 lock him in it's time for him to get a playoff win and start that push to what you're predicting will be his first championship yep and i am totally in favor of that pick he was uh my second lock behind my first lock which i will tell you in a moment um, he said he's your lock, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. But I'm going to hedge against myself, and I'm going to take the 18 to win this race and make him my lock. So basically, I either am right about the race or I'm right about the championship. And either way, you know, win-win is what we like to call those in my head. If someone other than them wins, then I'm just wrong. Um, but we won't uh, talk about that. <laughs> Instead, we'll talk about my second pick, which I think. Let me actually take a look. I did another uh, organizational draft thing. I'm going to take my buy low here, and I am going to take the 45. Um, Bubba Wallace. He's he's at a reasonable price. What is it? Uh, 8.5, just under the 9,000 mark that we kind of set for buy low eligible drivers. Um, so yeah, give me give me the Bubba Wallace Toyota Monster Energy, except it's not Monster Energy, or maybe it is. I'm not sure how they're sponsoring that car right now. Yeah, nobody really knows. It is weird to see Ty Gibbs next to that 23 right now. Yeah, it's all, it feels like the upside down. I don't know what's going on. 
All right, I'm going to drop down into the dregs of the board, and I'm going to take my buy low for this race, and that is going to be the 10 of Eric Almarola. Love that pick. He was my... You've taken both my second best lock and my second best buy low, like, as I had them ranked. (laughs) I love it. Amazing. Right now, you and I are kind of on the same page, which is a little bit wild. Yep. Maybe we we realize who we've missed at this point. So why why Eric Almirola? Why is he a good value? So he actually has a really, really good track record at Kansas. Um, he's never won, and he's actually in the last 10 races, he's actually never had a top five but he's just been very, very consistent. Um, average finish better than his average starting position. And one of the things that I'm looking at right now with with how many issues we're having is how, how many of these drivers um, were running at finish of the race. And there are quite a few names that I would normally kind of look at, but I'm seeing seven out of the last 10, they were running at the finish eight of the last 10. They were running at, at the finish six of the last 10. They were running at the finish. Um, so I'm trying to stay a little bit away um, from that noise. Stuart Haas clearly getting better in the second half. Um, Harvick, priced up to back up to where I think he should have consistently been all year. I mean, we were seeing Harvick down in like the 6,800, 7,500 range for a while. They've got him back up to 9,500. That's that's just kind of the thought process. Let me just get a bunch of guys who are going to run out there and they're going to finish. Yeah. So... After Almirola, what was your next pick? Did I miss it, or have you not said it? I have not said it yet, but I see a driver here who has won before, has a handful of top fives and top tens, um, in the top four or five for most laps led at Kansas in the last ten races there, and Seemingly grossly underpriced to me right now. I'm going to take the 22 of Logano for only 9000 That is pretty good value if the, if the Fords can make it happen, which, you know, if Elmerola's up there, then yeah. Don't dislike that. I think... I'm wondering if I would prefer Blaney. He is a bit more expensive at, what, 10000 So maybe not for that reason. Um, I think I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lean towards Penske. I'm gonna try to make it work where I can fit both a Joe Gibbs and a Hendrick driver in my lineup. So, question is, do I want Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson? Larson is cheaper at twelve thousand. He also finished second here in the spring. Was all over the place. Basically hit the wall trying to spin out and pass Kurt Busch a couple times. Um, still managed to finish second. So I think it being a playoff race, him needing a kind of a solid finish, he's going to be a little bit more reliable this week than maybe he was in the spring race. 
Um, and he could still win. It's still a possibility. So I'm going to put Kyle Larson in my lineup at 12,000, being a thousand cheaper than Chase Elliott and Chase Elliott kind of looking like he's uh, lost in space right now. Um, so yeah, I'll take him. That leaves me with 8,000 per driver for my last two picks. So I have one more to make here. Um, now the question is, do I want to go to track house? Can I, do I want to spend on Ross Chastain? I think if I were to spend on Ross Chastain, the driver that I would want to finish it out with is Elmerola, but I, I can't put him in my lineup because you have him. So if you want to think of an alternate lineup, that's one to, to put in there. 18, 45, 5, 1, and 10. Um, but let's look at who else is down here. Inexpensive drivers. Uh, maybe the 43 again. It's hard to ignore him the way he's he's been running. Um, I don't. It's hard to go back to back though. I feel like I'm gonna go with Justin Haley. Three thousand. Give me a lot of room to just do whatever I want after this. Kind of. Um, yeah, three thousand bucks for Justin Haley. Why not? Interesting. There's a driver for $500 more who I would prefer over Haley. Well, I'm not going to pick him with my last pick, so you can tell me. Oh, I, I would have gone I would have gone LaJoy there. I looked at his name, and then I went past it. <laughs> uh, if you look at fantasy points per race, Justin Haley's at 46, LaJoy's at 38. So... And I, it's a little arbitrary based on, you know, what the race is and how many points they give out for it and all that stuff, but still something to keep in mind. Yeah, that's fair. Haley, Haley's been a good, get, like, top 20 finisher occasionally gets those two crazy top 10s. Yeah, I'm just looking at his, his only three races here, um, an average finish of 34.7. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Not that LaJoy is great with an average finish of 25th, but at least he's moving up through the pack from his starting position and not down. Yeah, he finished 15th at Michigan. Haley did. Uh, he also finished 17th at Vegas. So just there's a couple data points that tell me he can get into the top 20. I like the way he's been running lately. Yeah. LaJoy would be the one there where I, I would throw him in there if I really needed the budget. Um, the way that I'm looking at my lineup right now, I don't. Um, so realistically, the the next and final race where LaJoy is going to be on my radar is going to be Talladega. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now it gets tough for me to choose. Um, shoot, that would be so nice if it worked. Um, but that's okay. Um, I I want another Toyota. I'm just going to take Truex. He's got a great history here. Unfortunate situation seems to be the uh, theme of his year this year. Maybe you can put some things together, but 
I, I like Truax and Kansas together. Yeah, it's he's had a year to forget in terms of luck. It's been crazy. And I think part of it comes down to the the crew chief pit calls sometimes. Um, I think other times it's just random luck with the car when it breaks down. It's hard to say, but yeah, I can't. I can't ignore the 19 or any Toyota at this race. And then that leaves me with $500 less than what I would really, really like to have here. I'm going to say 500 is not enough to get another driver. <laughs> um, because I would really, really enjoy getting Harvick into this lineup. Mm. Uh, fun fact about Harvick, in the last 10 races here, he is the only driver to finish all 10 still on the lead lap. Survivalist. The 47 is really tempting here for me. Mm. You finished 8th here in the spring. He's got a pretty good history on this track. Um, boy, I like the idea of getting a Hendrix car into my lineup. I'm not going to go Bowman, and I just don't feel great about uh, Byron as of late. I don't think this is a Michael McDowell track. I don't think this is an Eric Jones track. I will tell you, Stenhouse also finished seventh in the Coke 600, so another mile and a half track. So I definitely have a heavy lean towards Stenhouse. I say lean in, but I also, also still I don't hate the six here again. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't trust him consistently, but I can't tell you you're wrong either. I think Suarez has some something to like here. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think he's he was a candidate for potential buy low, um, as well as the 34. I don't know if you he's someone you've considered, but I think he's just been pretty consistently top 15 lately, it feels like. I, I actually don't love the 34 or the 43 this week, which is interesting because yeah. they're both they're both inside the top 10 of uh, Racing References fantasy rankings right. for this track. Well, we'll put them in guys who miss, and then hopefully it hits. <laughs> um... You, you know what? The tiebreaker is going to be... I want to get a, a Chevy share. Um, and the tiebreaker is going to be to take the take the driver in the Chevy who's in the playoffs right now. So I'm going to round this lineup out with the 99 of Suarez. Okay. Don't mind that at all. We'll see if he can survive. I know his last 10 races here, he's only finished on the lead lap four times. So if he can avoid the nonsense, he should be in for a pretty decent finish. Yeah, he almost did at Darlington, too. It was really just luck uh, with the timing of the caution that took him out of that race. It wasn't like he did anything wrong. 
it's a it's a different lineup than the way I feel like I normally construct things. There's no four, there's no one, there's no high end Hendricks driver. Um, but I do think it it bodes well for uh what the history at this track looks like from these guys. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Um at this point I think my logic is telling me to go with the one here. It feels like the right pick. Um I can afford him just barely at 10.5. Um, well, I guess not just barely, but uh, it's it's surprising to get someone like of his caliber alongside Larson and Kyle Busch, so that, that'd be nice. But I want to go with the homer pick, and I want to take Tyler Reddick. So. Interesting. I was going to say, you could still add the worm. No, 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 no. No, I, wait. I can, oh, I can. Ooh, that that is tempting. I actually I didn't realize either. I could still afford him. Oof. Yeah, I think that's actually too juicy. It's too juicy to pass up. You get oh, the shit. nine, the five, and the eighteen. Like that's should have kept my mouth shut. You should. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, you want you're going to enter this lineup, so you want it to be as good as possible. And you know what? Ultimately, this is for the people. It is. It is. I really enjoy beating you, but yeah. it's really for the people. Exactly. Like, if, just because I don't, I'm not thinking clearly in the moment. You know, clearly that's that's been the problem lately. It's not that I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, who do you miss? The one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see how how it looks if we start one eight four. Okay. Wait. Okay, yeah, I forgot I didn't get the eight. <laughs> that thing that just happened. Um, okay, yeah, the one eight four. I like all of those. Um, I probably can't interest you in a share of the thirty four here. Or what do you think? Uh, you you could interest me because he's he's priced reasonably for what I'm expecting from him. Mm-hmm. He has been. I mean, he's been consistently like twelfth. Which is fine. And yeah, I'm guessing we're, with one eight four, we're going to have to save a little bit of budget somewhere. Yeah, it gives us twelve point eight left, which means we can fit Christopher Bell, Blaney, Byron, Bowman. I think I, I think I lean Blaney. Yeah, I tend to as well. I just feel like he's kind of in a get it done mode. Kind of has to, right? Yeah, and I think he's he's been good enough throughout the season. He's was second in points going into the playoffs. I think maybe slightly less after the race um, and how it played out, but uh, in Daytona that is. But yeah, I think that he's just shown he can be consistently quick this year, um, and having a share of Penske in that lineup makes it pretty pretty well-rounded um the only thing it's missing is really joe gibbs but we kind of covered that you could swap out the 12 for the 20 if you really want a joe gibbs driver in that um or you can obviously mix and match these three lineups to do whatever you want um or make you your can, own lineup. you can oh, swap, oh, out the your 34, swap out the 34 for the 23 if you're really just looking for a toyota that's true all right i think i made one lineup that uh is hopefully worth sharing um, although I think I changed it when I <laughs> when we did our draft, so never mind. 
I don't know why I always save. I always mean to just like use it to just do the prices and then back out and not actually save it. Because I'm writing it down. I don't need to save it. Anyways. Um, yeah, there's a lineup that has Kyle Bush in it. He's my lock of the week. I want him to win. I hope that he does. I'm I'm okay being wrong about the championship predictions I just made on this podcast. I'd much rather be right about my race predictions for this podcast. So um yeah, anything else, Josh, we should mention? Um well, we got to talk about the beautiful, beautiful weather that we're going to have what about and that? how difficult it's going to be for me to pay attention to the race on one screen and the incredible four o'clock slate of opening week NFL games. And it's going to be a multi-screen experience this Sunday. And all of the scoring that's going to be happening in those four o'clock games with Basically, all of the AFC West playing except for the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very happy to be able to just enjoy Sunday football opening day, not have to think about the Bills at all, just know that they dominated and did great. So I, I am looking forward to this weekend, um, both watching NASCAR and watching Red Zone and watching maybe a game feed on, on a different screen. Who knows? Who knows what, what I'm going to do? Yeah, so I, I will definitely be having the red zone on, but then the 32 inches uh going to be coming down from the attic. A little quick unplug of the HDMI cable for the Xbox into the 32 so that I can have everything going on at once. Yeah, you got you to gotta get the setup right for Sunday. That's always, it's key this time of year. You got it's going to be very interesting to see how the kid reacts to it. <laughs> what are all these because screens? What's going on? It's going to be a TV that I can reach. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> although she is about a half an inch away from being able to reach the very nice mounted television in the living room, which frightens me a little bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm glad Dash doesn't try to jump on my TV. At least I mounted the TV, so I know that it's done properly. That's 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 a good peace of mind. Um, yeah, but anyway, seventy-five degrees and abundant sunshine. Thank goodness. There was that weird shower. I guess we didn't mention it uh, in the recap, but there was that wood really random shower that happened in the Darlington race early on. That was that was surprising. Luckily, NASCAR didn't let everyone crash into the wall. <laughs> That that one rain cell that was the size of a pea that yeah, just managed to hit one corner of the track. Yeah, like, oh, that was weird. Yeah, we've got, oh. I mean, 12% chance of rain, which is basically zero. Uh, so it's going to be a beautiful day in Kansas City, Kansas. Is it in Kansas City? I feel like it's, isn't it in Poria, Kansas? It is the west the West Village area of Kansas City in Kansas? I guess I should have realized you're looking up exactly where it is, so obviously you know what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah, it is in the Kansas portion of Kansas City. Gotcha. You know, because of comments made by Forty Five, I have to be very specific about these things. You know, interstate's <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, um, this is Kansas City, Kansas for the race. 
All right. Well, I look forward to watching it and uh, we'll catch everybody next week.